March. Hi, I'm Tristan Taramino, and you're listening to Queering the Air on 3CR. Panoply, panorama, panpipe, pansy, aha, pansexual, knowing no boundaries of sex or gender. Sound interesting? Then join Sally on Sundays at noon for Out of the Pan. All those gender questions making you think too hard? Whether it's transgender, bisexual, polyamorous or beyond, we'll throw those questions into the pan and cook up the answers for you. So go on, push that gender envelope only on 3CR 855 AM digital and 3cr.org.au. Hi folks, you're here with Queering the Air. I'm here with um, guests in the studio today, Cordelia and Eric. Hello. Hello, how are you? Hi Eric, do you want to say hi? Hi Amy, hi everyone. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so um, I just want to start by acknowledging that we're on the, sorry, a bit nervous today. Uh, Don't have my usual co-host here, so um, yeah, bear with us. It's community radio, you know, it's all about the community. (laughs) <laughs> All right. So, um, yeah, so I just want to start first by acknowledging uh, that we're on Wurundjeri land, uh, land, people of the Kulin Nation, um, and to pay respects to their elders past and present. Um, so, unfortunately, uh, Max couldn't be here with us today, who usually co-hosts with me. Um, so, I'm really missing Max. <laughs> um, but, uh, we, yeah, Max is sick, and we hope that you get well soon, Max. Um, so today we're going to be doing um, a special program on the Cuts to the Safe Schools Coalition program. Um, the Safe Schools Coalition is a community building, anti-bullying and anti-discrimination program um, focusing on LGBTQIA plus experiences, which has been delivered in high schools and primary schools across Australia since 2012. Uh, many of you would have probably heard of these attacks um, that have been faced at the moment. Um, in the last three months and sweeping cuts that have be, that have made, been made to the program or about to be made. Um, so as I said, I've got in the studio here Eric, Eric Lee. Um, Eric is a non-binary trans guy and uses he, him pronouns. Uh, he's recently graduated from high school and was sharing about how vital the program was to him and Cordelia, a high school student who has undergone the training from the Safe Schools Coalition and delivered the program to cohorts in the school that she teaches at. A high school teacher. What did I say? High school student. That was a oh. while ago now. Quite a while ago. Oh, whoopsie. <laughs> I wish I was out. a high school student again <laughs> doing it's, this training. It's funny. The viewers, you can't see the looks, but it's just like this, like, what? 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 And I was like, what have I said? What's going on? Anyway. All right. So, uh, yeah, we have a student and a, te- and a teacher. Yes. Yeah. So Eric's a old student now at uni <laughs> and yeah. Cordelia is teacher <laughs> all right so um so as the situation stands the federal government has announced sweeping cuts to the program despite the government having commissioned a review of the program which found it to be completely appropriate to live up to deliver in school settings key elements of these cuts involve the complete removal of the program from primary schools permission to be given by parents for students to participate at secondary level school school level 
and confirmation by the government that the, gov the program will likely not be federally, federally funded after 2017. So, um, but we do have some positive news um, that the Victorian and South Australian state governments have committed to continue to fund the program in its original format. Um, so that's great. Eric's looking like you want to say something. Oh, <laughs> Here I you go again. Say is the ACT government also not the uh, South Australian government? Oh, is it? Ah, oh. yeah. Max. <laughs> <laughs> Although Max couldn't be here, Max gave sent this to me. So thank you for the uh, the the um, yeah correcting us on that. <laughs> I told you you're the professional on this. Jeez. All right. So um, I might actually just go across to Eric now. <laughs> we'll start the interview. Um, so Eric, can you tell us a little bit about the role that you've had in the in the activist program, the, the activist campaign at the moment? Oh, well, I, I'm just a former student who have been through um, different high schools and I sort of, I know the experience of um, having schools, of being able to go to schools that are a part of safe schools and schools that are not a part of safe schools. And um, I, and there are, I know the impact it has on my well-being mm. and my mental health as well as um, my performance at schools and so this attack is personally really hurtful for many of my friends and I and yeah. I think it's important that um, that um, we share our experience and um, how amazing safe schools has been to us yeah yeah and so um so how did you feel then when you heard that these cuts were going to happen? Um, when I found out about um, the announcement, um, I was really, really hurt. Mm. Um, and suddenly there's um, a, a wave of anxiety and fear that, um, that, um, that I started to feel and I and I started to feel like is is the is the place that I am living at really still is a safe space for me mm. when am I going to be attacked on the street yeah what sort of things what sort of things that could happen to me after this announcement um mm. how bad can it get and sort of like it was just a fear of safety yeah. because it's just purely a really a an attack on on um on a community that is very vulnerable already yeah yeah, yeah. so i mean so i guess you know i think you're saying what you're saying really i mean it makes a lot of sense that it goes beyond the school ground it actually impacts us in our daily lives this kind of demonization i suppose of what, what what appears like a kind of demonization of queer people yeah definitely yeah um do you have anything to add about that cordelia or? oh yes i think that um what eric is saying is perfectly right it seems to be that as soon as news like this comes through about a program that has started to be run in schools that is clearly having a a, a very good effect on students and teachers um, I mean, the way these programs work is kind of from the schools out. So what Eric said about, you know, no longer feeling safe outside the school mm. is because conversations that, that occur around sexuality and gender 
um, preferences or choices or um, sometimes they're not choices, they start at the school level and then the, the good effects of those filter out to the community. So when a larger body in the community, for example, government says, actually, we don't need this, then it sends a lot of messages to young people and to the people that are running the, the programs. And it basically says that you're not worthy. Mm. Um, there's no need for this for you because there isn't a problem mm. when there clearly is. It denies um, current research that shows so much of an impact on young people because they need support if they fall into this category of same-sex attracted or gender diverse. So it it's just, it really does undo so much good work that's being done in schools and by communities in one very, very quick sweep. Like it's just, it's really, really disappointing to hear this kind of news. Mm-hmm. Um, so just on that, I um, could you talk more about what the program actually does in schools? Because I guess just to give our listeners a kind of bigger picture, I know for myself sometimes I'm, yeah, just confused. I'm like, oh, is it in schools? Is it with teachers? You know, I think everyone has a bit of a different idea about what it looks like in practice. Okay, so in practice um, what it really means is that um, the Safe Schools Coalition is a supportive organisation that provides... Um, materials that students and teachers can use at schools, in classrooms, provides professional learning for teachers and also um, links to um, the community for young people as well. So it's it's like a, a, a supportive organisation that can give particular schools, depending on where they're at, um, guidance as to how to tackle any problems that they might be having and of course some schools um, it's a bit of a no-brainer you know some of the inner city schools of Melbourne they've got their groups they go along to Pride March you know the, the students that are LGBTIQ are accepted mm. there's not really a problem yeah. whereas in schools other schools as Eric's mentioned and, and that I've certainly worked at mm. there is a huge issue um, and, and homophobia is pretty much the first step, I mean, let alone talking about um, the possibility that there might be trans students at those school, schools. I mean, that's kind of a bit of a, a brain blow for a lot of these much mm. more conservative schools that are further out in the suburbs. So there has to be a conversation about um, the fact that there are LGBTIQ students and teachers within the school. Mm. Um, then, then there's usually some training of the teachers about how to talk about these issues in the classroom, about how to broach, um, how to basically get um, the school to become a safe space so that kids that are LGBTI are not walking around hearing, this is so gay, that's so gay, um, oh, is that a boy or a girl, mm. blah, 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 all of this, st- this stuff that goes on in high schools. Um, and it's, it's linked to bullying, of course. So there's that basic training. Yeah. And then there's um, then there are the continuing conversations and trying to get students involved in maybe creating a group or if there are transitioning students, maybe they um, there's always the issue of which toilet are they going to use. I mean, and that's the one that the media will lock onto as well yeah. as, oh, it is the most important question of it all, which is it's not. 
okay mm. that's just the, the the most obvious thing that p- makes people feel the most comfort the most uncomfortable i guess but there's so much more to it i mean there are lots of different things that can be done in schools by teachers or by students depending on what stage they're at you know you can audit the library and see where how much gay and lesbian and queer and transgender content there is you can start a group i mean it's all about trying to get students involved in kind of taking control of their own school as well mm. but of course the first step is to make the school a safe place yeah so that's where kind of safe schools starts to step in at the beginning mm. and try and offer support through um, professional learning for teachers mainly yeah mm. yeah yeah wow so, so give, that gives you a bit of an idea yeah I hope. yeah fab- i mean it's yeah. kind of a, all a encompassing kind of thing really like it doesn't really focus on one area but it is a broad kind of yeah, so, so what was your experience of safe schools in your school, Eric? Um, so I went to five different high schools and three of them were a part of, well, three of them were a member of safe schools and two of them were. And, um, and so at the three schools where they weren't a member of safe schools, even though um, one of them was really um, supportive, they still didn't know what to do when I share with them that I'm a boy. Um, they were they were trying their best to be supportive, but at the same time there weren't any um, there weren't any resources that they could um, that they could use. They didn't know that safe schools was around. Mm. Um, and then at the other two schools, they didn't know what to do as well, and they were just um, they still have some really um, binary um attitudes about gender as well as being really um um heterosexist and so and also i at the time i then one of the school was um has a school chaplain and the students were recommended if that if you have any issues you need to talk to your school chaplain and i was like well i don't want to i don't want to get expelled um i don't want any I it's things are already bad. I don't want mm. it to get worse, especially when I know how my school at the time were really vocal, were really were being really vocal about um being ag- uh, being against um queer people, and so it wasn't safe. It wasn't a safe space for me at all, and and so ultimately it affected my um my mental health and well being as well as um my my academic performance Mm. um and then when i moved to the two schools that are a part of safe schools um i i instantly feel really happy going to school Mm. i feel really excited going to school um and my mental health rapidly improved and Mm. it was just purely because teachers know what to do Mm. um they they know that um they already had um, experience with um, supporting some um, trans and gender diverse young people who have um, transitioned or affirmed to their true gender before I came in. So they already had the training that safe schools provided. They know what to do and they know how to how to best support me without um, without creating any side issues that arise that may arise. So yeah, and it was a really great time. Yeah, fantastic. So, um, 
So just before we catch on, um, maybe take a break, but I want to ask you about um, the impact, like from school teachers that are, you know, queer as well or trans, you know, like what changes that like the program also does for them, you know? Mm. Um, Well, I can speak for myself Mm. as a, um, a queer teacher. So when the program started, I pretty much simultaneously came out to my students as well. Um, and that was a really, really positive thing. I mean, it changed my life. It changed their life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I mean, it certainly makes things a lot more intense at school. I get a lot mm-hmm. of questions. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just immensely improved the relationship that I had with kids and especially the ones that I know that are queer or... Um, mm-hmm. They just, I think they just feel that the, the school itself is a much safer space knowing that I'm there and that I am who I am and I can be approached mm. as well. Yeah. I mean, in terms of the staff at the school that I work at, it's it's a bit of a non-issue really. Okay. I mean, the, the training was taken on board with good faith. Um, a lot of teachers said, wow, you know, it's just, it's good. It's about time that this mm, happened yeah. and it actually opened up the space for the conversation and many more conversations to have occurred over the last year or so um, and most teachers are really supportive um, I don't I don't have seem to have a lot of contact with teachers that have told me that they are queer um, but okay. it's it's kind of like it doesn't really matter mm. I mean we're all on the same page and of course everybody is it's their right, yes or no, to, to come out to students or not. I mean, that's mm. that's not my business. Mm. It's just the choice that I made. Um, and I feel quite comfortable at doing that at this stage in my life, I guess. And the thing for me is, I mean, the way that I look, it's fairly obvious that I am queer. <laughs> but for a long time I was I was queer and silent mm. and now I'm, I no longer am. So it's kind of like the Safe Schools has allowed me to kind of step up and out and reach out to students as well, which is really, really important, I think, mm. um, just to, to be that person. Yeah, so super powerful. It is, it yeah. is. It is a lot of hard work as well, though, I must say, because um, it's a big responsibility too. Mm. Um, you can't just turn away anymore yeah. to, to things that are going on, but mm. it's also a really, really good position for me to be in, I feel. And I just feel like I can really support the students that I that I care about and that I teach so much better. Mm. We just all know where we stand and what's going on. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, as I listen to you, I just think, you know, the, the, the discussions about the cut, you know, the cuts of the program is, you know, going to have significant impacts, you know, across the board to everyone. And I, think they, I think they will, but I, I also think because I've been teaching for quite a while now, that the fear about the cuts is... I'm not saying that the cuts... It's bad that there are cuts, okay? But what usually happens in schools is that um, there are programs that are brought in and they're taken on board by teachers. And I think that um, we give the politicians who want to cut these programs undue power Mm. because... These these programs and these conversations will continue to happen in schools, regardless of the fact that they're funded or not. Mm. Um, it's it's opened up a doorway of conversation mm. within schools between students, staff, and students and their families. Mm. The whole three mm. um, that it really can't be stopped now. 
Yeah. You know, so so that is the magical thing about what's happened over the last few years. Mm. And, you know, even with all, all of this new media coverage and, and the, the proposed cuts and all of that kind of thing, it's actually brought together the community mm. Mm. in a more powerful way. So mm. even though the cuts are, are pretty crappy, mm. um, I think that in the long term, um, everything that's going on is actually going to lead to us being in a better place. Mm. That's my personal opinion anyway. It's mm. mm. a positive note to <laughs> cut to a song. Um, so, yeah, so uh, this is Love Don't Leave by Lady Hawk. is a non-profit organisation dedicated to raising awareness and supporting people who are bisexual, people who are multi-gender attracted, their partners and their families. Bisexual Alliance runs several monthly discussion groups in and outside of Melbourne to offer support and a safe space to chat about your experiences and to explore others' experience of multi-gender attraction. These groups are for bisexuals, those who are questioning and their loved ones. For more information, visit bi-alliance.org or email info at by-alliance.org. Hello, listeners. You're here with Queering the Air, um, 3CR 855am. Um, We've just been talking with Eric and Cordelia about the Safe Schools um, Coalition Program Funding Cuts. Um, So now we're about to um, cut to a... um, some Vox Pops that I did at the Safe School Rally, which just happened on Monday. Um, So I just want to give listeners a bit of a a language warning. Um, There is some swearing and there's also a reference with no detail, um, but to suicidal ideation. Um, My partner's gender fluid, wasn't able to come out about that until she was almost 30, uh, pretty much because of shitty experiences with school around heteronormativity and all the patriarchal crap that goes with that. So it just seems to me one of the first order issues we need to do is to change the way schooling treats people who are gender diverse and sexually diverse. And I don't know, I can't see any reason why people wouldn't be out here protesting against it. On a personal note, although I'm a straight male, I was bullied an awful lot at school, uh, you know, called gay all the time. It's irrelevant, but you know, I, I literally wanted to kill myself when I was at school and I oh, see now I start to tear up, but it's so important and it's so necessary, this stuff. Um, things need to get fixed, we need to agitate to fix things. Anyway, yeah, that's why I'm here. 
school should be a safe place for kids and uh, you know I don't really care about uh, the asshole parents you know schools schools a separate place you know it should be a, an escape from that whether it's uh, the kids own parents or some other kids some asshole kids asshole parents they should be uh, safe from them I'm here because I want to be a part and join people who are really vocally standing up to say that safe schools is just critical and I think of when I was at school and I think of the kids that were out and I didn't stand alongside them and join them and then I came out later myself and I just 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 you know just knowing what it would have been like to have been in actually a safe school environment um, how, how that would transform so many people's lives for the better and that's the GLBITQ A plus kids and those around them as well. I think I really could have used safe, my school being a safe school. I think that would have really made a difference to kind of a lot of the stuff that I went through in high school and my own personal issues and issues within friendships and my own internalised homophobia and transphobia. Um, but I also look at my kid and I, I think about how I just want her to have a really... A really, I don't know, normal childhood, as, as boring as that sounds. Like, I don't, I don't need her to be mainstream and conservative, but I don't, I just, I just want her to be normal and to know that her family's normal and, yeah, to not be picked on by other kids because of that or to, to be, yeah, feel afraid of her, of telling people who her family is. Um, I've just realised that since my school has joined safe schools, I felt a lot safer and felt that it's really necessary for primary school onwards. Yeah. Um, I missed kind of like the first half. Yeah. But from what I heard, I heard a lot of really inspirational things, and I think there's a lot of really, um, really strong and motivated people working to save safe schools, pretty much. And I think they have a chance. So uh, for those of you who are just tuning in now, um, that was some Vox Pops. You're listening to Queering the Air on 3CR 855 AM. And um, they were some Vox Pops that I did uh, with some people at the Safe Schools Coalition um, rally the other day um, that was at the State Library. Um, yeah, so look, it actually made me think when I was listening to that again about how, you know, and I guess I think it's, you know, the kind of ex the the we talked about it a little bit, you know, before, but about the far-reaching kind of um, feelings that implications is having in people's lives. And, you know, a lot of people I talked to have talked about this idea of being re-traumatised, you know, as an adult, remembering their their um, their youth and, and you know, young people who are, you know, like Eric said, feeling really uncertain. So there's this really, you know, broad-reaching kind of sense of who it's going to impact. Um, and I guess I really want to say to people that, you know, to, just to really take care of yourself, you know. I think that um, often we can sort of feel like it's all so big and we need to do as much as we can, but it's okay sometimes to sit at home, <laughs> have a hot chocolate, you know, curl up with a book, um, chat to a friend, you know, um, really get support because this stuff is hard. Um, and I also wanted to give the Lifeline number if anyone's feeling um, distressed by anything they've heard today. Um, that is 131114. Um, so I'm going to go back to our um, guests. Uh, so Eric, um, who's an a recent graduate, and Cordelia, who's a t 
teacher. <laughs> I recently, before I called Cordelia a student, so. A student I nearly life. did it again. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so I wanted to ask the both of you, um, you know, what you, what you would say to people who are saying, oh, you know, how can, I, how can I support, how can I get involved, whether it's young people or, you know, the community at large. Eric, do you want to start? Yeah, sure. I think um, one of the most important thing is to um, write um, letters and emails to um, um, members of parliaments and um, to tell them the importance of safe schools and the importance of... Um, uh, hang on, sorry. To tell them about the importance of safe schools and how safe schools funding should be maintained. Um, and so... The P and uh, we um and so um at the moment um there has been um a website being set up and is called um I need safe schools mm-hmm. and it's a space where everyone can um can everyone can um can be sort of like well. It is space with an a built-in application where you can um, write an email directly to um, an MP, and you can also select which um, member of parliament you would like to um, to send the email to. Um, and I think it's a really effective way of um, of advocacy in terms of how your voice is going to be is go um well is when you uh, how you can directly say um your thoughts and your feelings to um to MPs um instead of um instead of just well because they a lot of the time they can be really busy so Mm. um by writing directly to them it means that there is that um they will more they will be more likely to listen to you um, to and to listen to our community um, and also there are online campaigns like the um, safe school stories project where people share their stories about being at a safe schools or the I need safe schools hashtag where people can share um, a photo of them with a message saying how why they need safe schools and why safe schools is important Mm, yeah yeah great do you have anything that you think particularly I mean yeah for either community or teachers that are thinking you know what can I do you know well I think teachers can continue doing what they do best which is having conversations with young people about what they need while they're at school yeah um I think there's this whole idea that teachers go into schools and pour information into the brains of young people and that's about all we do um, which is not the case at all. It's a it's a conversation that happens both ways, um, particularly when an issue like this um, comes to the fore. So there's a lot of listening and talking on both sides. So teachers that are unsure of how they can move forward, one thing is to just start talking to their students about what's going on, initiate those conversations um, and listen without judgment I guess the biggest thing I would say is is to not be fearful about having these conversations, um, and that's that's one thing that I think teachers do struggle with, mm. especially if they feel if they're in a school that having that conversation is going to some kind somehow kind of brand them as 
queer themselves. And um, I've already talked to Eric a little bit off offline about how not every school is part of the safe schools and how um, students and teachers can feel that they don't have a safe space to dis- to discuss these things. So I would say to, to teachers, just start having those conversations. I mean, not everybody is in the position where they can come out, students and teachers. Not everyone's in the position where they do have the support of um, the administration. Um, it's it's really good when when schools do have that and they have joined safe schools. Mm. But um, if teachers are at schools that are not part of safe schools, I would encourage them to really start having those conversations about joining with their principals. Mm. Just get those conversations going. Yep. And can they also speak to the staff at the Safe Schools program about, you know, how to do that and what they might? Absolutely, mm-hmm. yeah. So the Safe Schools Coalition itself is the first point of call. I mean, you can yeah. call up and say, look, this is what's happening. What are some strategies that I can use to actually start working on, on what I see are the issues in my school? Mm-hmm. I mean, every single school is like its own tiny little world. They're all very different. Yeah. Um, and the challenges in each one are all very different, which is why it's great having safe schools to talk to you about your particular school and what's exactly is going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I want to talk a little bit about, um, I know there's been a lot of media attention around, you know, the um, teachers needing to get consent um, for certain pre- things that they do in classes. So I was wondering if you could both could talk, you know, from your own kind of perspectives about you know, what you think that would mean, like, for young people and for teachers and to, if they had to implement that? Oh, just because I'm on a bit of a roll, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll keep going, but I won't talk for long. So in terms of consent, um, what I understand that to be is that there's a, a resource that um, the Safe Schools have put together called All of Us. Is that right? Yep. Yeah. Um, and it's it's for use by um, health and PE teachers and it's actually um, a whole unit of work about gender and sexuality um, and it's it's very, very good. We'll just mm. say that. Yeah. But if um, if that's to be run in schools, that's my, my understanding is it's that is what is re- going to require um, parental permission to be involved with and engage with that. Yeah. Um, that doesn't. Having said that, that does not mean that um, teachers need parental permission to talk to students about these issues. Mm. Um, these conversations continue to go on anyway as part of, of education. So I think it's a bit of a... I don't really understand why the government has said that about mm. getting parent, parental permission about um, putting this series of lessons to students. I think it may actually be the only part or the only thing that's been produced by safe schools that they can actually put their finger on and say, okay, Mm. this thing we need to make sure that we get parental permission for Mm. Um, because I'm sure that they're aware that there are all sorts of conversations going on all the time Mm. in good schools. So Mm. Mm. that would be my take on that. Um, It may or may not affect, depending on the school, whether this um, program runs or not, Mm. Yeah, it would be very sad. I would find it very sad to think that it would stop these conversations, but somehow I seriously doubt that. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I guess mostly what it'll do is promote fear. You know, that's that's what this is all about, you know, like, or a teacher might, you know, a parent might, you know, get upset if I start talking about these things. I mean, that's, you know. Yeah, but but teachers and parents and, and students, when there's change, they do 
Mm. question things Mm. and that's the beauty of change yes there are going to be hard questions asked Mm. there are going to be difficult conversations Mm. that's Mm. just the nature of it Mm. Um, but that's why we have these resources from safe schools so that we know how to have these conversations it doesn't automatically magically make them easy conversations and it never will Mm. yeah yeah have you got any thoughts on that stuff yeah um i think by um, actively asking parents for consent for um, young people to participate in these classes means it really will restrict a lot of um, of a lot of young people to have access to these um, really invaluable um, resources and information and discussions that will be covered in the all of us um, lessons and um, a lot of young people don't really have parental support or and a lot of parents, aren't really supportive of their children knowing these really invaluable um, information and life lessons. Um, And also um, by asking parental support, um, by asking for parental consent, it can put a lot of young people at risk of getting in trouble with their families. Mm. Um, Because, well, from my own um, individual perspective, if, if this if this happened to me when I was um, going through high schools where my parents were um, to be asked for permission to for me to partip- participate in these classes, I would definitely get in trouble with my family for sure. Yeah. And it will um, deteriorate our relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think also as um, one of the um, safe schools, um, as one of the... Well, um, as um, as Chris Bush, who was um, the person who um, who um, sort of like put together the all of us resource with um, other people, um, he said how if we trust um, physics teachers to teach about quantum physics, then why don't we trust um, physical um, education and health teacher to teach about um, these um, these sort of content, mm. and I think that's a really important point. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I think um, I think you know the damage is going to be in you know it's already. I mean, it's already started. You know, like it happens. You know, even if it doesn't, even if they decide to roll out, you know, everything. There's going to be you know like like you say maybe Eric like parents asking like what what is this thing you know and I mean like you say could I totally take on board your point about it's happening and it's great and um make maybe it makes it a little bit more difficult but you know it it'll continue um and I think that's the really positive thing to come out of this is that we're actually really powerful yeah I'm not saying at all that there won't be damage yeah there will be and there are young people listening Young people listen to everything all the time. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm trying to put a positive spin on it, but it is it is very upsetting. Mm. And I think that um, the, the effect that something like a government pulling the funding on this, um, this program, what that really says to young people in this position and the people that are trying to implement it is that you're not worthwhile. Mm. Um, and you don't need help and we choose not to hear you, to see you, yeah. to listen to your needs. So you can't kind of really get away from that. 
um, no matter how much of a positive spin you do put on it. So, yes, it does make people like myself and Eric and people that have already been through schooling that has already – that has had an effect on them, lasting effect on them, that has been homophobic and transphobic. I mean, thinking about this, when when this first came in – was first a possibility to join safe schools and we could actually have the chance to make schools safer. It was such an amazing thing. Mm. You know, it was almost mm. like a oh, moment, yeah. thank God it's happening, yes, you know. Maybe we could have a generation of students that have not had the experiences that we had. Mm. Um, and then, you know, kind of get this thing up and running and it's going and it's sort of chuffing ahead of its own and then, of course, there's going to be some kind of setback because the government that we have is very conservative and it's frustrating. Mm. It makes people angry. Mm. Um, and all of those responses are, are very worthwhile and I think they keep the the good fight going in a, in a sense. Yeah. yeah. So I'm not saying at all that there won't be negatives to this, but I, I suppose I'm also very much saying that there are, there are always going to be con- people continuing to do good work as well. Mm. I can see both sides. Yeah. Mm. And I think that's the important thing to also keep in mind so that we just don't burn out and kind of become too overwhelmed is that there there's still up you know like yeah there's opportunities you know through the way that we struggle and the conversations we keep having with people we can grow you know I think that's but I mean Eric maybe you can talk to this as well but you know I only went to my first rally the other day um, and it was this amazing strength of three thousand people. Um, you know, who are saying, no, this is not good enough, you know. Um, and it had such, yeah, I don't know. Do you want to talk to, like, your what your experience was? You I mean you spoke at the rally and we were talking about it a bit before, but. Yeah, um, I think it's really heartwarming seeing um, how the community is coming together, standing strong together in solidarity with um, safe schools to um, support the great work they are doing as well as to send a strong message to not just politicians but to also um, other young people who are following these sort of um, these, who are following these sort of conversations that there are people out there who who support them mm-hmm. and there are people out there who will just love them for who they are and I think that's a really important message. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And this whole thing is just really is very positive in that way. Um, it's not even about that. It's it's you know it's clearly yes, clearly we love you and we accept you. And what we're trying to do for you is coming under attack. That's the problem. It's not the fact that you're there and you need support. That's not the problem. So it has in a way shifted past that um, old-fashioned homophobia and transphobia, which is nice. Yeah. Yeah, nice. Well, I think that's a nice note to end on. <laughs> we don't want to yeah, pull our listeners down too much. But, uh, yeah, no, um, I really want to thank you both for coming in and having this great conversation. It's all part of it. Um, and, yeah, like Eric said, there are those websites you can jump onto and have a look. Um, I think there's also a couple of Facebook groups um, that are going. So um, check you just, you know, check those out. Um Yeah, and look, I would also mean this can be hard to do, but, you know, if you see someone speak at a rally that you thought was amazing, like go up to them and talk to them about, you know, how they got involved in doing what they're doing and how you can be involved. And um, the more voices, the better. Mm. Well, thanks for having me on the show. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, Yeah, thank you for having me. Thank you.
totally my pleasure. <laughs> All right, so um, we might go out with a song. Um, what song will I play? I'm going to play um, I Like You by Culture Beat.